Good evening and welcome to Thoughts Count Anywhere. We have our four thoughtsmen, actually our three thoughtsmen, because Aaron is unfortunately not with us. He's you know, crying because he is the worst team in New York, being the Jets. Well, he's also playing the role of the dutiful husband tonight. Yes, actually, that's where he's at. We wish wish the wife well. And a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely, but uh, I think he's truly crying because his Giants are oh, yeah. his team. And, and Matt, how do you feel about the Seahawks? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Or the kicker. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that was a pretty good game. Absolutely. Shut up. I thought, thought it was kind of a douche move for your coach to ice the kicker at the end. Got to do what you got to do. Well, let's start off with... Wow, Tommy actually got the... We actually have a studio audience tonight. Tommy, <laughs> one of our great bell ringers and referees from FSW here locally. Um, okay, he has just given the bell to cheese. So now we know what's going on. Anyway, let's start with... I hear voices. Matt, kick us off with Randy Rhodes wanting to sign Alexa Bliss. You can something in one hand and something in another, but that ain't gonna happen. Uh, I heard in Starcast, Randy Rhodes was doing like a Q and A, and somebody asked her if she could sign any woman in the world right now. Who would it be? And she said Alexa Bliss. She is a rocket scientist. But with that horrible women's division they have, there ain't no women that. She, she can't have it. No. Well, Lex Bliss is one of the few reasons I still watch main roster WWE. That's the only reason? That one of the few. Okay. Well, let's kick off the second I, time. I, I like Ricochet and his flippies. His, his little su superhero character? Yeah. Oh. All right, let's continue on with our I Hear Voices and the rumor mill, and let's go to Randy Orton. He uses AEW to get a higher contract with WWE. Matt, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, he trolled everybody, including Vince, to get a higher contract for sure. As well he should. Good job, Randy. We got, uh, how many more years did he sign for? I think it was five. Five more years of phoned-in matches. Oh, and he wants to challenge John Cena at WrestleMania. Did you hear about that? Two best friends in the ring together? No, no, like, come on, like, John Cena versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 36 for the five millionth time. I'll say, how many times did they headline a pay-per-view? Is it like 20-something for real? It sits up there. A, a quick quick little comment about that. My daughter, I took her to her first uh, WWE card a number of years ago. And she went backstage and got to you know, meet and greet with everybody that I've known throughout the years. And she got introduced to Cena and Randy. And then went out and sat you know, third row, ringside. Looked at me about halfway through their match and went, Daddy? Something's not right here. Click, light bulb went on, and I just said, go with the flow. Oh, so, man. You, you killed kayfabe <laughs> for your child at a young age? I, she figured it out herself. I mean, you know, kayfabe is what it is. Why you never take kids in the back? Well, you know, in FSW shows. Protect that, the business. That she, you know, helps us out with and, you know, events. She does kayfabe with her friends. And then, realistically, she helps <laughs> some of them. Mariana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, helps in the back and you know merch tables and everything. So she knows most of the guys and the ladies, and you know she's grown up in the business. I give her credit for that. So let's continue on with the WWE is already putting feelers out to sign Tessa Blanchard. Hello, and that her contract is up. Anybody in the right mind would be putting feelers out for Tessa Blanchard. I think if you're not, you're doing it wrong. 
everybody wants to see her in WWE. I don't think anybody besides your dad wants to see her in AEW. Well, actually, I can contest to that. Dad really doesn't care. She wants he wants the best for his daughter. But realistically, uh, you know, he has stated you know, WWE would be the best place for her to go, and also the money would be there. So. Plus, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a built-in dream match. There's a built-in WrestleMania dream match. Who would the dream match be with? Charlotte Flair. How about regrouping the horsemen or the horsewomen at that point? You, oh, so you're saying team them up as a tag team and have them go after the Kabuki Warriors? Yeah, you could have. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could always better not be champions by then. You I'm telling you, just put here's a picture. WrestleMania 36, 37. One of the WrestleManias coming up down the line. You got Charlotte Flair in one corner with Slick Rick behind her, and across the ring you got Tessa Blanchard with Tully in her corner. It, 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 it prints itself. Well, how about this? Is the world we live in of professional wrestling? This is the possibilities we have. But you can always turn, you know, and have like an Arn Anderson Ric Flair scenario. Does, does Arn have a daughter? No, but you <laughs> can have you know Charlotte go against Tessa later on. But yeah, I think everybody wants to see a horse women type review of some sort. I'm saying down the line, but I mean, I'm saying the dream match, the one-on-one -on -one match that I feel like could even headline WrestleMania in a, at a future day is Charlotte versus Tessa. I, I tend to see that. You know, team them up down the line, sign Tessa to a long-term deal, make this like frenemies kind of thing, but they, they have to go one-on-one -on -one at Mania. Well, instead of, we're it's a license to print money. <laughs> well, let's go on to WWE news real quick. The big news from WWE backstage is CM Punk coming out at the end. Why? Why not? But why not get the ratings and make him? That, that's just that. it. I think the whole reason they brought him in is because the ratings for that first episode were so terrible. But realistically, shouldn't you have made the announcement that he was going to be there to pump up that show's ratings? I think I think they took the hit on this week. They're letting the shock value sink in, and I think next week, next Tuesday, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. I know I'll be tuning in to watch it. Me too. I keep forgetting to put it on my DVR until now. I just discovered today that it wasn't on Hulu, so I had to watch it through more uh, illegitimate sources. But actually, are you doing illegal things yet again? No. I'm going to call the trademark censor. <laughs> right, I'm telling right you. Right to censor or something, yeah. <laughs> All right, continuing on with WWE news is Jordan Miles quits WWE. He says he won't work for racists. I'll wait up. You know, we've had a lot of wrestlers quitting, quote unquote, this week. Uh, Sin Cara also, also asked for his release, and they flat out came out and said, no, we're not letting Sin Cara go. They've said nothing of the Jordan Miles situation, which shows either A, it's a work, or B, they're trying to bury this. But I'm thinking it's more of a work. I still don't understand the whole thing. Like, the shirt didn't look all that racist to me, but maybe I'm just out of touch with something, but it, it was a pretty, Pretty bad shirt, but at the same time, you gotta improve that stuff. <coughs> Agreeably so. And if you, how do you, how do you say Vince McMahon or WWE in general was racist when you had Kofi Kingston as your heavyweight champion, you had Mark Henry multiple times heavyweight champion, New Day, you had Atlas and uh, Rocky Johnson years ago. We'll touch on Tony Atlas coming to the Boulevard Mall here shortly. There's my cheap pop. Uh, but realistically. How? Even in the days where the African-American wrestler had the challenges of Tony and Rocky Johnson, Vince Sr. and Vince put the belts on. Tag belts? 
I have something to say about this, but Matt looks like he's itching to talk. You can go for it. Okay, so I, I don't think I don't think his issue is the fact that black wrestlers being placed placed to a level of prominence. I think his main gripe that he's saying is, is uh, he's against tokenism. He's not upset about the fact that black wrestlers are being used and where their place on the card is. It's what creative has for them character-wise. And WWE have really only has two archetypes for black superstars. There is the happy-go-lucky, smiling all day, you know, aw shucks boss kind of, uh, kind of character, or it's the quote-unquote angry black man. But what's the new day? Because they ain't either. They are the. I mean, they are kind of the token. Ron of Simmons. Ron Simmons originally debuted as a gladiator. Oh, I understand but, that. But, but, but it didn't. But it didn't work. Who Ringmaster but, was. It, but it didn't work as the gladiator. So immediately they shoehorn him in as a black militant, the angry black man. And you have a stable of angry black men around him. And Owen. And Owen. Yes. And Owen. We have our studio audience cheering. But originally the N O the N O D was a you know they had they had these two white rappers in there and literally appropriately so but you also had a rapper in John Cena but then you had Farouk come out and say no we need to get blacker and he kicked those two chumps out you know he kicked Crush out and <laughs> Crush started the and D'Lo Brown Intercontinental Champion D'Lo Brown's a black man right you know I, I'm, I'm saying th there's only been two archetypes for black superstars. For as long as I can remember, because I had an angry black man, Oliver Root of Farouk, Mark Henry at his heel run, you know, Ronnie Mack, or you have the happy-go-lucky all smiles for days. Teddy Long, Jordan Niles, our truth, you know. But would, wouldn't somebody like Mustafa Ali have like a better gripe about this? Because Arabs in wrestling have one stereotype. Actually, Mustafa Ali one. kind of it, Mustafa Ali actually, and for one, the Mustafa is back, which I'm. I'm glad for it because Ali just sounded really silly. But Mustafa Ali actually carved his own path. He he actually did a work shoot you know, like one of the, one of his first appearances after the uh, after the Cruiserweight tournament. He's like, you look at my name and you think one thing. And like originally they were trying to make him a heel, and he like he felt that heel heat, and he immediately flipped the script on him. He's like, and all of a sudden he becomes this force for positive change. His, his, the, the way he did his promos, a lot of that stuff he went off script for. Yeah, he started out his career like that, like the basic character, like yeah, so Arab character everybody has. and He broke the mold, and I think that that's what Jordan Miles is trying to do. I think he's trying to break the mold. To what? Unemployment? Well, again, I think it's a work. Okay, maybe it is a work, but I, I don't think Vince would go on a racist thing for... I think that's really going down a bad really? social media. You don't think he'd go on a racist thing yet? There's the second cuck storyline going on in five months on WWE. Well, more on that one. Okay. The, the Luz Mana situation. All right. So we've got that. The big news out of today, or at least I heard about it today, was Miz and Paige resigning for multi-million and year deals. I can see Miz. I honestly can't see Paige. What benefit is Paige for a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract if she's, right now, there's no work for her to be a manager. It's basically maybe Fox paying her to be on WWE backstage, but if CM Punk's gonna be there, why do you need Paige? Nia Jax has been going back and forth with Paige about wanting to be her manager when she comes back. On the happy cripple? Because she can't do much. Yeah, but we'll see what happens, and she always got a good 
I think I think we have a question. Yes, we have a question from our studio audience. I think she's just leveraging AEW because AEW might let her wrestle just for maybe a couple matches on a lighter schedule. But but she already resigned. Yeah, I know, but that's so. I mean, why. the marriage is over. That's yeah. why. That's why they, they resigned her because she might be. She so so you're suggesting that it's Vince McMahon just wanting to keep all his toys in the yeah, box. exactly. Okay, that's. I, I mean, I because that, you got you got to think about it. Back in WCW, everyone was leaving. Then. If you go to AEW, there's no health plan. Right. Ask John Moxley where his health plan's coming from. And <laughs> Vince is still paying for that, and after yeah. the match, he needs it. <laughs> but, Aaron, thank you for listening. Yes, we're a little uh, echoey. We're doing a speaker outside the mall, so outside the mall here at the lovely Boulevard Mall, they can hear us. And Tommy, if you can turn it down a little bit, maybe we won't be so echoey. Echoey. And Chief, hit the bell, because people say we can't hear the bell. Did you hear the bell? The bell's in. The bell's All right. Uh, today, two anniversaries. Uh, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Absolutely. Viva La Raza. Does anybody else know what the other anniversary is for? Not so, a fan, no. Okay, it's well, going to be a pop culture. Okay, it's... Let's see, it's a movie. Wait, wait, wait. What is today's name? Is it the 13th? November 13th? Okay, well... I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Come on. Chief, hit the bell. Aaron says, he now knows you're here, so I wanted to make sure. Okay. Porky's was released. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Porky's, okay. okay. All right. All right. So, we <laughs> fair talked, enough. Yeah. We talked a little bit about Sin Cara. Okay. Yeah. Fill us in. Matt? Okay. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Aaron, I know you're watching. All right. Johnny just turned over the microphone to Matt. All right. Trying Sin Cara asked for a very, like, very lengthy statement on Instagram. Saying that he thanks everybody, but he's asking for his release from WWE. And within a matter of hours, WWE was like, eh, no. <laughs> so he's stuck in his contract, and with all his grievances, he's probably going to be sitting at home, traveling Mondays for no reason, waiting for his contract to run out. You know, the worst part is they could let the guy go. Was it uh, Jorge Arias? Uh, Who'd he go? Yeah. They could let him go and just stick. Angel Garza in the in the cigar mask. Didn't they do that for a while too? Well, it was originally Mystico, then it was Hunico. And like that's the thing, you can still keep you can still keep the Sin Cara character irrelevant without keeping the same guy under the mask. Sure. Su suicide who? <laughs> TJP. Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. <laughs> Kazarian. I think every member of SCU has been suicide at least one time. Not Scorpio. Not Scorpio. Not Scorpio. Okay. Okay. Our studio on, audience here is uh, chiming in. We appreciate that. We've got Chief. We got Tommy here from FSW Fame. We took the bell away from him though. For those who remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> Worst guest timekeeper ever. I'm kind of curious. Okay. I'm watching Aaron. He's unfortunately not with us. Uh, his lovely wife. Uh, is resting at home and he's taking care of her, but he's chiming in quite a bit on the live stream. Here. It's almost like he's here. Yes. I was going to bring out the head, but I forgot. Oh, so I get the mannequin head, but Aaron, Aaron gets nothing. He's allowed to. Die. Yeah, he's allowed to. Uh, you picked the wrong week to be gone. I, I see the head. <laughs> and you know what? I won't be 
here next week, so you're probably going to have to head back. Don't freak, put that on the list, guys. Okay. <laughs> Bring dummy head. Can you put Wait. help me on the, on the forehead? Okay. All right. Big brother is watching us, yes. Eagles brought some help, too. Big brother is definitely watching us. First of all... Hey, I didn't have to watch my team lose this weekend. It was Only because they had a bye week. <laughs> Mine had a bye week, too. We played little brother this weekend. Although I did have to watch my Penn State Nittany Lions lose to the Gophers. Still stinging about that. Yes. I'm pretty sure Aaron is, too. Yes, I, I was going to mention that later. In the no, no need, no need. Okay. The pain is real. I've already poured salt in all the rooms. You can't hurt me anymore. Well, I'm going to do a cheap pop for my store here. We're here at the Boulevard Mall in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the center of the city. Power Play Sports Collectibles. We broadcast here every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., rain or shine, sometimes. And at least two of us will be here, sometimes all four. We have our studio audience. If you come down, you get a free gift, wrestling-related. And I am going to give Tommy his free gift now for coming down. Oh, Ricky Yes. And he's going to open it up, and in a few minutes we'll find out what is in the lovely gift bag. But uh, here at the Boulevard Mall, we have our store, Power Play Sports Collectibles. And in December 13th through the 15th, we're having a sports cards, toys, and collectible show. Yeah, we'll have a bigger yeah, I don't, next I, week. I don't even think, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't even see that. <laughs> but uh, we have <laughs> so uh, tiny. former Major League uh, All-Star and Rookie of the Year. Pro wrestler, hopeful. And boxer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jose Canseco, he will be signing autographs here along ah. with the original Tinkerbell. There we go. You can come down or you can go online. Nice. Just like your pet snake. Uh, anyway, oh. anyway, the original Whoa. Disney <laughs> Tinkerbell, Margaret Kelly, will be here. She was the body model back uh, in Peter Pan. And then for the wrestling fans who are listening, wait, 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 we have the ad and yeah, just a distortion note. There we go. There we are. For the WWE fans, we have Simon Gotch coming in, signing autographs, along with WWE Hall of Famer Tony Ellis, which we mentioned. <laughs> And he will be here both days. I talked to him earlier today, and he will be here both Saturday and Sunday oh, signing nice. autographs. And he brings some artwork, too, that he does, little comic, uh, caricatures and things oh. like that. So come on down, meet all four. And Tommy has opened up his gift bag. What we get? What we get, Tommy? And just tell people what you could get if you come down here. Oh, you put me on the spot. Uh, yeah, I put you on the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We got... Iron Sheik autograph. Sheiky baby. Best Twitter account in the business. Yes. Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart. Right. Right. Hart right. family. Yeah. Here we go. Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. The heavyweight yeah. champion. Is that, is that covered in spit? Is that covered in spit? Is that is that autograph covered in spit? I don't know. Okay. This one. I honestly. Oh well. There we go. Bobby and Nick. Rest yep. in peace. Nick oh. Michael signed. Like Legend. All the time. Las Vegas yep. resident. Yep. Trainer of Funny Bone. Yep. One of our local stars here for many years. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer and a Las Vegas local. Godfather. And Las Vegas local business owner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he supports single wing. Yes, so, he does. Single so moms. Small this two. one's pretty, pretty got Road Warrior Animal. That's right. Scott's favorite autograph guest ever. <laughs> Come on down and we'll talk about Road Warrior Animal. <laughs> Interesting character. We'll just put it down. 
Thank you. And thanks, Aaron, for the comments. He is obviously bored. Because <laughs> why he must be asleep. You know, there is a thing called Disney Plus that we'll uh, talk about later, but yeah. it's only seven ninety nine. I feel like a WWE. Card. Six ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, All right, so let's continue on now that I got my cheap pop of the uh, commercial. And if you also want to be a sponsor, we have two gentlemen here, one and two, that uh, you can call or update or text or send by carrier pigeon. If you want to be a sponsor on the show here, get a commercial, come down, and also talk about your business. We will gladly take your sponsorship. I'm really good at doing live readings. Just saying. I call it ripping readers from my own days. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> Radio, it's a business. Absolutely. Got to keep the lights on. Well, let's talk briefly about the Indy Report. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're not going to, we're just going to gloss over this Rusev and Lana thing. Because I got something to say. What? Right? No way. I know. I know. Okay. For those who haven't watched, <clears throat> Rusev and Lana have split up. And Lana is with... Bobby Lashley. And it's getting a little raunchy. It's getting a little cringy. And a lot it, cringy. it's a storyline that has been redone, redone, redone. Many well, times. just a few months ago, we were doing this with Mike Kanellis and Marie Kanellis, and I think they both finally said, nope. Yeah, so they're like, okay, exactly. pivot. Rusev and Lana, what are you doing? And, and the fact that Rusev has actually come out defending the storyline, but also breaking kayfabe, saying that he and his wife are solid in their relationship, and that they are, like, you know, they're deeply committed to their characters. Well, I, I can say this from what I hear and what, you know, Matt's put on the right sheet. Lana is... Backstage saying she's very uncomfortable with this. Well, yeah, she now, should be. I she mean, should be. It's you know. She's the one that came out and publicly stated that they were a couple and getting married and things of that mm -hmm. nature, which kind of pissed off Vince McMahon because obviously it was breaking kayfabe. Well, it's like this. This goes to like okay. I was watching that episode of WWE backstage and they they brought this storyline up and Renee Young was like in defense of it and. Page and, I'm sorry. And everybody else was saying how cringy and how how uncomfortable the entire thing was, but Renee Young was defending it, and her excuse was, "You said you wanted the Attitude Era back. We're giving it to you, and you're complaining." I'm like, "No, this is not what we wanted from the Attitude Era. We want Hell in a Cell between the Undertaker and Mick Foley. We want, you know, we want the the, the first blood matches, the Inferno matches. We want the edgy storylines, but we don't want choppy choppy your pee pee again." And that seems like that's all we're getting. We're getting, like, they're cherry-picking the worst parts of the Attitude Era, giving it to us and saying, well, what? we're giving you what you asked for. I'm like, no, even the Attitude Era was not perfect and had terrible storylines, which we still make fun of to this day 25 years later. So, like, they're, they're basically saying we can have our cake, we can eat it, but they're taking a big steam and dump on the cake before they hand it to us. I mean, if you want to talk about going back to the Attitude Era... AEW's doing it right. I, I, I agree. You it's know, shocking. if it goes back to, like, full attitude error, Lana's better be pregnant with a hand. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Aaron is real. Aaron just made a comment. Johnny, he would like to have you stand up so you can see. Oh, wait, why? <laughs> okay. What? My, my hairy bullet club shirt? You just met. Drink it in, man. You just made Aaron's day. <laughs> I don't think that's really what he meant. But. Oh. 
want me to stand up. I'll stand up. <laughs> you say that now when he's not here. <laughs> Matt, what do you think about the Lana and Rusev storyline? Does it just, just end? I just need it to be over. It's too cringy to watch. And the worst part is, is when is the payoff? Because they usually like to have a payoff for these things at a pay-per-view, but Survivor Series seems pretty stacked with, with a stacked card already. Does that mean we got to like deal with this for another month into the December pay-per-view? Probably in another month of Johnny interrupting me as usual. Oh, sorry. <laughs> see, the bell is supposed to help that. Yes, bell rings. <laughs> <laughs> see, now I shut up. I need that on recording. I, I realize now why Aaron wanted the bell. It just clicked. Sorry, it took a week to, you know, the light bulb to go on. I just want the storyline to be over because this is getting, like, too cringy. But it's given some wrestlers, like... I can't believe Rusev actually said this is, like, the best storyline in years in all of wrestling. He's got to be, like, the ultimate company man or just grateful he's back on TV. But <laughs> this is... This is out of hand now. It's and? You said hand. Twice now. It is out of hand, and Lana better not be giving birth to a hand, or I think people will riot or something. So, so the way I'm seeing it is, you, you know, like like when, when when Punk left, he left a scathing exit interview. Uh, when Moxie left, he had that scathing exit interview with, with Jericho on, uh, on his podcast. I'm just waiting for the day that Rusev and Lana are, like, finally cut free of WWE's tethers. I really want to know what they have to say about the company once they're not under company purview. I have to say one thing. Don't ever burn that bridge. Oh, man. Well, because you know what? Your life in wrestling is too short. Vince McMahon has the cash. The camera. And how many times have they all gone back to that well? Well, Punk's back. For all the crazy stuff people have done too, Vince, I think it's an unburnable bridge because you could sue him for a hundred million dollars and he he'll come one, back somehow. And he still gives up on XFL team. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Yeah, never say never, Eric Bischoff who. Oh. So let's continue on with the bell, <laughs> <no>, please. <laughs> Indie report. We were talking about that. Yes, I did try to gloss over because I, I want the storyline to end also. But uh, for the indie guys here in Las Vegas, we have BBW. Johnny, fill us in on what they got coming up. All right, so uh, this Saturday we're going to be at the LGBTQ uh, Community Center. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, a couple months ago there was a rather rather nasty graffiti attack there where they tagged a bunch of uh, homophobic slurs across the, uh, the front of the community center, which um, we banded together with the LGBT community to uh, have a fundraiser which we're going to be doing this Saturday. Uh, it's called Fighting Against Graffiti. Yes, the initials are intentional. It's a way of taking it back. And uh, we've got a lot of good matches, including uh, Kevin Duckett, the Las Vegas champion, uh, going against Tommy Purr, an openly uh, LGBTQ wrestler, in a flag match. I have no comment. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's looking at shaping up to be a really good card. We've got a lot of good, a lot of volunteers. Uh, all, all, I, I respect what they're doing, and I just, the flag match, I don't get, why don't you just have a regular match? Well, because they've already done the regular match. Because okay. they got to get the rainbow yeah. flag in there. Well, not just that. Wow. Actually, yeah. man Jr. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I support it, but it just has to happen, apparently. Well, it's, it's shaped up to be a really good show, and a lot of the local, a lot of local talents devoting their time and effort to this really good cause. I respect it. Don't gimmick it. 
That's the only thing I can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just have, have a good match, clean card, and take the donations, put them to, to great use. But once you start gimmicking things, mm -hmm. it kind of takes away from the charity, and it just it takes away that steam. It should really just do you know diehard good matches. Give the fans what they want to see. Stay away from the gimmicks because it could go awry really, really. Fair enough. I mean, it's, you know, I just, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good cause, and I hope to see a lot of our listeners there supporting it. So, you know, okay, Aaron just chimed in and said uh, it's going to be a great card. He agrees with LBGTQ flag versus the Duckets flag. The delinquent flag. The delinquent, is that what he's? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, glasses. Because uh, Duckets, <laughs> in typical heel fashion, he is pro graffiti. Alright, other indie reports. FSW has uh, a card coming up. Matt, can you tell us about their big battle royal with the winner going to face Chris Bay? That's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. That's how Bay got his start pretty much. Was winning that match and going against it was Hammerstone. Hammerstone at the time. and That pretty much put Chris's Bay, Chris Bay's name out in the Las Vegas scene. Everybody knows who Chris Bay is now. Plus, I mean, we're not just talking about that battle royal. Uh, we're also there's also some other really good matches signed for that card as well. Uh, we have uh, the triple threat ladder, ladder match, the No Limits title, uh, Damian Drake defending champ against uh, Ice Williams and uh, Remy Marcel. That's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a really good match. Hammerstone will be in. Hammerstone is uh, right. he's on the card as well as uh, a first blood match with Greg uh, Romero and uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Hawk. Yes, the Native Warrior Kyle Hawk and Greg Romero first blood match. shown the fact that the Golden Knights are playing the Chicago Blackhawks here. Boo. Yeah. Great. There goes our ratings. We thought it was AEW. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score for the people who are listening? Two, two, two to nothing. Knights. Two nothing Knights. Knights. <laughs> go Knights, go. It's not the third period yet. I'm a season ticket holder. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other, we'll call it FSW. Natural, Natural Born, born Killers. Killers, December 13th, names to be announced, but Simon Gotch obviously will be in for my event, and also the Natural Born Killers. We have Killer Cross, who should be soon somewhere. You Unshackled. Think. Yes. And then TJ Perkins, just to name a few. Last time they had a surprise guest in John Moxley. Yes. So I wonder if they have any surprise guests this time. We have people waving at us through the window here at Power Play Sports Collectibles at the Boulevard Mall. You're more than welcome to come in or go see a movie or a Christmas shop. Merry Christmas. Happy um, New Year. Scott, I hate to break it to you. There are 12 days of Christmas and none of them are in November. I've already, Tell that's a Home Depot I've already, I've already you know, decorated the store here. For those that can't see the camera, we have decorated the store. We are in Christmas mode. Yes, you are the Grinch. I am not the Grinch. I am Mr. Holiday after Thanksgiving. You work in retail. Suck it up. Not anymore. <laughs> I tendered my two weeks notice. Aaron, you heard that. That means you can be on time from now on. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. <laughs> All right, Impact and AEW. we got to spend a little bit of time with Impact. 
and more time with AEW <laughs> because Impact, what do we have for Impact, Matt? Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan's official for the next pay-per-view for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Hard to kill pay-per-view. I think they owe Steven Seagal some. Yeah, I was going to say, is that Steven Seagal time right there? Hopefully it's better than the movie, but it is Impact. That should be like the name for Impact, because they've been they're hard like, to kill for like 10 years. They're ago. like the cockroach of the wrestling world. Just when you think they're well, going under. They have one major talent, obviously Tessa. We've talked about her. She's, in my opinion, she's holding that company up in any any ratings during the card they had here. Everybody was just, you know, chanting, we want Tessa, including myself and Matt. I started those chants. Yes. We <laughs> but, you know, she's the only major talent that they have. I and mean, what, do you, what is the future for Impact once she's gone? Because I don't think they have the money to retire. There's no money there, but what do you do to keep her, or at least tempt her to keep her? Play on her heartstrings? I mean, especially if she winds up winning the belt. What more is there to do? Well, we really? talked a little. What more is there to do? We talked a little bit about this with Aaron last week, and he's giving us a. Uh, things here on the uh, chat room, but Aaron, when Aaron was here, he was uh, talking about. I, I actually believe I know what Aaron's referencing. It's yes. uh, something he and I talked about about the over commercialization of Christmas, but they don't over commercialize Hanukkah. And me as a Christian, I'm actually offended by the fact that they're using one of my religious holidays as an excuse to make money. That's why I'm against anything to do with Christmas, especially in a retail setting. For those customers Outside listening of to PowerPlay Sports Collectibles, we are celebrating the holidays and Christmas here, so do not be afraid to come down. I will <laughs> deal with this gentleman later. It's it's just my hot take on it. And I actually, Aaron and I are kind of in agreement about it. So... At least I got half of us on my side. Well, that's Christmas gifts. I got a big Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask Aaron to tell you the Home Depot story. So. Oh, I heard about that yeah. last time. Home Depot and wooden board. I, yeah, never mind. <laughs> anyway, Tessa. Tessa. We talked about her having the championship match, possibly winning the title. Can't hold a straight face. And what does that, and Aaron talked about it, and it's getting bigger. But how does that realize the worth of a men's title is normally called and having her be a major title holder if it happens. How does that affect the history and especially if does anybody really care about the history of that, but how does that affect the, the wrestling game? Well I mean that is a belt that AJ Styles has held. It is a belt that Samoa Joe has held. It's Sting. a Sting Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. You know, it's it's a belt that a lot of you know Hall of current Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers have held. But now you're gonna have a woman holding it. But at the same time, they've already done this. WWE did it in the '90s by putting the Intercontinental Championship on China. But that's not the main belt. It's not the main belt, but I think it's progressive as hell. And I think it's it's a coup for you know women superstars as a whole. I think it'll draw a lot of like impact or a lot of attention to impact, which they desperately need. It'll and it'll teams. put a lot of uh, attention on Tessa, which that'll be good for her, as everybody knows, and give her more money when she goes to WWE. Absolutely. It definitely drives her market value up by far. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got Matthew uh, watching now. Aaron is still there. And a few other listeners that I didn't 
but electing which Aaron is so good at, he always looks down and tries to capture and you know give kudos to everybody listening. Where you can listen to us on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. That is the Clark County School District of Education. He ran right down that list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who wants to talk about full gear? I do, not I do. Renee Young. Yeah, not <laughs> her health insurance plan is going to be uh, put to the task. Yeah. They've been their premium yes. already. Well, but they got it to your end. Um, <laughs> I hate to say this because I want to, well, you know what? I'm going to start off with, oh, man. Johnny, talk about AEW, please. And we've only got... 25 minutes left. Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. It was a solid card for okay, me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll put the timer on. She's <laughs> putting me on a timer. Oh, wait, yes. <laughs> he did that a couple weeks ago when he wasn't here. Chief, give Johnny two minutes on the heavyweight title match. Oh, man, you talk about Cody versus Jericho? Absolutely. I thought it was match of the night. I know a lot of the attention's been focused on the Moxley Omega match, but in terms of storytelling, in terms of you know, the actually, Hulk just walked by our store. Hey, you're cutting into my two minutes here. All right, all right. So, all right, and that was not Lou Ferrigno. So, I got a chain of thought. All right, no. Start right, so, is two minutes over. So, so anyway, so uh, the, the heavyweight title match between Jericho and uh, and Cody had a good storyline leading up to it, especially with Cody. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought Cody telegraphed the end of that match by saying, oh, if I don't win, I'll never challenge for the world title again. But the way they, the finish of that match, for one, from start to finish, that match was a masterpiece of storytelling between, you know, Cody's becoming an old hand way before his his time and getting a reputation for working these really good storytelling old school matches. He also had a really scary bump where he did that tope over the ropes and went, just took a full on face plant into the ramp. Finish of that match almost. That was not blading. That was not blading. Cody flat out busted his face open and worked the, finished the match like a professional. And the way the finish with the MJF throwing in the towel, it it set it up to where the stipulation could be argued. Because Cody was Cody never tapped out. Cody never admitted defeat. He never passed out. And it led to the MJF heel turn, which we all knew was Wait, coming anyway. He didn't say I quit. He didn't say I quit. I think that could have come from somebody that might be with the company. For those old timers like Chief and myself, Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA, the I quit, and he never said it. Yeah. So it, it still leaves Cody open for a rematch. It still leaves the storyline to continue, especially with MJF now in there as an unstable element. I have a rule here if you bring food into my store, you gotta share. Yes, or bring additional. <laughs> anyway, yeah, one of our customers <clears throat> uh, just brought ice cream in the store. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see the next chapter in this whole MJF. Uh, well, first of all, for any wrestling fan Cody. knows, I quit, retirement, ask mm-hmm. Terry Funk. Um, they don't work. So, you know, it, it was a nice storyline with people bought into it. Um, I think keeping the belt on Jericho is a great move for yeah. the company. He is the best, in my opinion, right now on the microphone. Oh, hell um, yeah. His work is obvious. He's older now, so his work isn't as sharp as it used to be. I will to say one thing. That, pro, that promo Cody cut last week in the 
the Go Home Show, that was money. Absolutely. That is how a wrestling promo should be. And I think keeping the belt on Jericho, he has a national name mm -hmm. versus Cody. Unless you say Cody Rhodes, people don't know who he is on a national scale. He does need to embrace the rules. Well, he can't. It's yeah. copyrighted. It's copyrighted. It's to the right thing. <laughs> well, even if he went as Cody Rumbles, I think people would still. No, it has to be Rhodes. The only thing they didn't get was they could go by Cody and Brandy Rhodes because Brandy was never known as Brandy Rhodes in WWE. Oh, so Sheen? she can call herself Brandy yeah. Rhodes. Yeah, she was Eden Styles. That's right. In WWE. No relation to AJ. AJ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might think so. No uh, TNA storyline there. <laughs> so, Matt, your take on the match. How does this how does this continue for Jericho and Cody? I think it'll I think it was a really good match. It was definitely like the best match on the card. I say it'll just it'll end that story it kinda will end that storyline for Jericho. I think it'll move on to somebody else. He should start pushing like the younger guys to get their names up there. To get basically to get like more name recognition on some of the smaller name people that a lot of people don't know about. And Cody's definitely going after MJF after this. Oh, absolutely. It does set that whole uh, match and storyline up. Uh, other uh, matches on the card were the Triple Threat Tag Team. That was just an entertaining as hell spot fest from start to I thought they put the belts on the Lucha Brothers since uh, obviously SCU has an injury and the third man is really in on But that. the third man made his return. Absolutely. Well, tell us. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, at the end, at the end of the match, uh, Christopher Daniels uh, revealed himself to be uh, part of the match and jumped the Witch Brothers. So that's definitely going to set up a feud between the two teams there. Uh, a lot of bad blood because, of course, they injured Daniels a few weeks ago. But Daniels is back. Wonderful. Yeah. How many times has he done the under the mask and the uh, mm. storyline? Well, he was suicide. Suicide. Yeah, uh, suicide. <laughs> and what about uh, LAX, as I still refer to them as? Versus oh, the Young Bucks? That actually... Surprised me. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, I wasn't sold on them. After this match, I was. They established themselves as legitimate contenders, legitimate top-tier tag team talent. And when you know, I go back to I go back to that opening press conference when the Young Bucks said, "We will have the best tag team division in the world." And sure enough, they do. They do. They, do. they guys really do. Business. You know, Those matches with them on Impact between the Lucha Brothers and LAX. And what about what about what about a show for like a year? What about old man Ricky Morton busting out a Canadian Destroyer? Your two minutes was up, man. <laughs> I think that match was freaking awesome. The Lucha Brothers, I would figure, would be tag team champions by now. I honestly thought they were gonna win, but it was a cool little thing for uh, Daniel to dress up like Pentagon and come out. So yeah, I thought it was good. Well, I, I think what everybody's hoping for in the future is the Young Bucks versus, versus the Lucha Brothers. And let's just build to that. Take the time. We haven't seen that four times already? Yeah, but you haven't seen that on AEW. Yeah, we have. The, 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 louder, the Ladders of Death, the Escalera de Muerte, that, that was like one of the craziest matches I've ever seen. Pay-per-view was. It was a pay-per-view. Pay that was all out. Oh, and then yeah. they and then they went against each other at uh, at Double or Nothing too. I give you that one. Those were fun. those were probably the two greatest tag team matches I've ever seen. Why not do it again? And one of them I saw live. So. Yeah, that was badass. I'll double Double or Nothing better come back to me. Yeah. 
I actually, uh, Cody announced a few months ago that a lot of future AEW pay-per-views, since all their TV tapings are on the East Coast, a lot of their pay-per-views are going to be out here on the West Coast. Yeah. And I think I think Double or Nothing is going to be a uh, Las Vegas staple because of the whole you know casino motif of it all. And we, we talk about the, uh, the AEW future here, but the one future is, is anybody going to survive or medical? they can do health insurance-wise with the Moxley and Kenny Omega match. That match was insane. You've said every match is insane. <coughs> that was like insane square. Insane square. <laughs> okay. Give us a two-minute chief <laughs> synopsis of the match. <coughs> they literally hit each other with everything except the kitchen sink, and I really think if the kitchen sink was under the ring, it would have been bashed over one of their heads. And this thing had everything from Mr. T's chains to a bed of barbed wire, to probably the nastiest looking butterfly DDT, paradigm shift, dirty deeds, whatever you want to call it, the nastiest looking one I've ever seen. Didn't they have mouse traps on a board? Oh yeah, yeah, Kenny Omega brought out a board of mouse traps. And, uh, and oh, Pete is complaining. And being, uh, being Kenny the Cleaner brought out a, a broom with barbed wire. I saw that and he dusted his back off and blood all over the place. Oh yeah, what about what about stuff in Moxie's mouth? Broken glass V triggered him right in the bush. Renee Young's Twitter during this match was freaking <laughs> hilarious. You, you know for those who don't know, Renee Young, WWE announcer for WWE backstage and mm. former announcer for Raw. She is married to Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, and both Las Vegas residents here and Night Huge fan of the Shield. Yeah, <laughs> she still says that. I like the shield. <laughs> oh man, you, you know what? I can just imagine Renee Young's face during that match. You, you, am I the only Game of Thrones fan here? Yes. No. Remember, remember that scene where the where, where the mountain killed the Red Viper, and you saw like you know Ilaria Sand just yeah. like <laughs> like I just picture Renee Young making that same face like, <laughs> throughout that whole match. <laughs> Oh man, that was just crazy. That was Attitude Era. That's what we want back. But does that fly on? Well, this was a pay-per-view, and a lot of their well, people who aren't listening or who aren't watching us or listening to us tonight, they're probably watching either NXT or AEW mm -hmm. Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite is kind of pushing the envelope a little bit with their language and their uh, storylines and matches, and it's starting to hurt them on the advertising dollars because that's what you to have to be on TV is for those who don't know advertising dollars a lot of the language and yeah. um, is pushing the envelope I, a little far. I would say save the language for the big news. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know you don't need you, you can have you know and, and I'll drop I'll drop some language on here we're not FCC regulated you can have Adam Page talking about busting out some cowboy shit on a pay-per-view but I wouldn't do it on a weekly broadcast on TNT. Yeah. True. Yeah. And and Matt, t tell us a little bit of, on your opinion. Well, tell us who the winner of the match was. We haven't even talked about that. Well, I mean, it was Omega, with, or it was, I mean, it was John Moxley with that disgusting DDT on the bare plywood of the ring. Yeah, basically what they, Moxley did uh, throughout the match was take the ring apron down, the mat, mm -hmm. lit up, and for those who think it's a trampoline or other thing of oh, that no, nature, no, no. it is typically plywood. Plywood. Yeah. Padded wood. Yeah, and... Showed the world what underneath the wrestling mat looks like. Took the little one-inch foam away and basically, yeah, did them right there on the plywood. End of match. 
it, it was it was brutal looking. It was probably one of the most brutal matches I've seen since you know the days of Terry Funk and uh, Mankind, McFoley, Cactus Jack, whatever you want to call it. It's today. still not as brutal as I've seen Moxley yet in the past. I mean, to know that this was only like half Moxley, half Moxley. Like, have you seen full Moxley? Have you seen his CZW stuff? True. Oh my God, he's crazy. He's insane. Yeah, but but you really get a sense of how how badly WWE misused him. Was he misused? I think he was. I mean, ever since the Shield, he was just listless. The Shield was a good angle for him, and after that, they had nothing for him. He did win a heavyweight championship. Live in Las Vegas. Intercontinental championship. Uh, he had transitional champion written all over him at that point. Now, I honestly feel like if he challenged for the AEW belt, he'd be a legitimate contender after that match. Oh, absolutely. They're yeah. making a star out of him. Yeah, and I think down the line, you know, I think Cody and Jericho's kind of made their run, obviously. So who's next up for Cody then would be maybe Moxley, especially if they're going by that one loss record. That's, but this, keep in mind, this was not counted. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. It was a, a non-sanctioned out. lights out match. Technically, though, if it was a lights out match, how come they still have the lights on? on? <laughs> Cameras are still on, they didn't cut no power. Right? Well, they were in California, <laughs> so PG&E didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> All right, let's continue on. Uh, full gear recap. Anything else for AEW that we missed? No. You know, the, the I know you guys bash on the women's division a lot, but uh, on the pre-show, Britt Baker and B Priestley had a really good, hard-hitting female match. And I am really starting to get sold on Rio. Well, that's kind of why I was on the pre-show. Well, Rio was not. Uh, I agree. But you know, and, and just the whole storyline leading into that where basically she was going against her teacher. I really like to see them try to boost up the women's division more. Um, putting Brandy with Awesome Kong. I think, yeah. No, I don't think that's going to work. But I think the fa the very fact that Awesome Kong is there adds legitimacy. Well, I can tell you somebody I think that would work very well with Awesome Kong. Las Vegas resident cheerleader Melissa. Oh, yeah. Who was Ra Rashid in TNA. Yeah. Yeah. As a manager versus a Brandy Rose, because I think Brandy would work better with Cody in the long run. I yeah. think I think Brandy right now. I think she's nursing a few injuries right now, so she's not actively competing right now. Right, but she could. You know, she's talking about being Awesome Kong's manager and things of that nature. She could do that with Cody, and I mean, perfect match. I, I kind of like this unhinged Brandy. I want to see where it goes because she. You know, I really think Awesome Kong. They could you know tap back into Melissa. She is great at wrestling. Still, mm -hmm. she could get in the ring with Awesome Kong and have a great match and, and build up that women's division some. Yeah. Maybe a heel turn or face turn either way if you look at it. But they put a lot of money and time into the tag team division, which I think has definitely proven the point. But I think they're really lacking on the women's division. I agree. They, they need a big name talent. Like, I hate to say it. They need a Tessa Blanchard, Blanchard style name. I don't think Tessa's going to need that. I don't think so either. Um, Especially, uh, we talked about it before we went on the air here. Um, I know I know you're we're all AEW fans want to see it succeed. But I'm a realistic person, but when you see the off cam camera angles of the uh, stadiums or arenas that are half full, them saying they're sold out of tickets and they're not, and then having to give away at the end, what benefit is that? I mean, all you're doing is lying to the public and when you start giving away tickets at the end, they're not gonna buy them the next time. Because then you know you can just go to the arena right before and, and get, get it for free. free, free right. And it's really showing, you know, when the advertisers start looking around the arena and going, 
why is two-thirds of this arena either dark or curtained off when you're telling people you're sold out? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. I, I can't get their... I mean, granted, they have an unlimited pocketbook right now with Tony Khan, but every millionaire, billionaire gets tired of losing money. I, I feel like I feel like it does need to start small. We you talk know, about this. We're, I, uh, and they are, booking out, they are booking out smaller arenas. Okay. So if they were to come here to Vegas... They're booking out Thomas and Mack. They're not booking out T-Mobile. You know. Do you think they try to go big and go into T-Mobile? I think eventually when they are big, they will. I don't think they'll ever get that far. But I tell you what, though. I've I never been to a Dynamite taping. The only AEW event I've been to live was, was Double or Nothing. Right. And Double or Nothing was a packed house. And it was a fun energy. It was a great... It was one of the most energetic, crowd-infused shows I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, but that was once again. They told everybody going in, we're sold out in two or three minutes. We can't get tickets, and tickets were available all over the place. That day, the same day, they were on a coupon for like seven, ten dollars. That just doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, it just does not help your marketability later on. Well, don't lie to the public because then they're not going to believe you. And, and, and you know what? I agree with you on that. I, I believe in I believe in a little bit of transparency. So uh, I think we're running low on time. Though. I'd like to move on to some uh, pop culture. Well, well, Chief has no, given no, us... No, Chief. no, 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 no. We've got time. Okay, all right. We've got time. we got time for you to talk. Just, hey, it's just Chief has <laughs> given us the... the, the, the he's, he's given us the, the... Oh, yeah, pop culture. I forgot. Um, Penn State. Nope. Hey! hey. Uh, okay, yeah. About them Giants. Still a better record than your Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> Give you that one. <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit of pop culture here. And uh, first of all, Popeyes is still running rampant and body slamming people in the parking lot. Hey, hey, I, I just think it's a nice statistic that I went on my Twitter rant about. I thought it was ridiculous that they had all this police presence in movie theaters for the Joker premiere, but yet a chicken sandwich has caused more violence in this country than the Joker movie. I didn't see that on Facebook. Is that not true? The Joker did it. I can't figure it out. No, well, it's, oh. it's true. Uh, nobody's been killed or stabbed over the Joker movie, but yet people have been stabbed to death over a chicken sandwich. That's my take on pop culture and social media. To me, the big news in pop culture is uh, Aviation Nation. Oh, is it? What's <laughs> is, that, is that going on in the ballpark? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta leave the best. For I last. know, I know. But Aviation Nation for the Las Vegas residents here, Saturday and Sunday, out at Nellis Air Force Base. Please support the veterans. Support the Air Force. Uh, they have a huge amount of uh, more planes than you can ever imagine. Uh, I actually work out there at the base uh, with our DOE contractor, MSTS. We got the Thunderbirds, and they're awesome. I see them every day. They come out, yep. they go practice up at Creech Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. and so their hangar is right across from our building. So I get to free, see a free air show almost every day. And I can tell you this, the, going into work this morning, the planes that were landing under the cover of darkness, because obviously got to get them in before the actual event of the yeah. day for the Air Force oh, practice. Yeah. But leaving work today, Osprey, which are the oh, cover yeah. planes that are helicopters and planes. I, I always swore that uh, you'd have to order me to take a trip in one of those. <laughs> I never trust the Osprey. See, seeing the B-52s, you know, just spewing oil all over the place. And just the amount of, you know, aircraft out there. Please, I know it's usually on Veterans Day, but this time it's the, obviously this weekend. Get out there early, support Air Force. I'll be there. They have the F-22s out there. Those, Absolutely. Those are awesome. 35s. Oh, you've got uh, 
You got the stealth bomber in there. The blue angels are coming? Yeah, they Remember nice. last time they had like the raptor and you see that thing stop in the middle of the air and flip around and they're like, oh, we can only show you so much of the, what this thing can do. The last time the blue angels were in here, they actually did a kind of a combined show with the, the Thunderbirds and my God, just breathtaking to see both uh, teams out there at the same time mm -hmm. doing their individual shows and a, a joint show. You can't miss that. So that's Saturday and Sunday out there at Nellis Air Force Base. I'll now, definitely check that out. I'll be there Sunday. You'll be there Sunday. Oh, um, I'll, I'll be a no, BBW, I'll be a BBW on Saturday, but I'm going to try to be out there on Sundays. So. Okay. Well, let's talk about, we've got about four or five minutes left. Let's talk about pop, pop culture. All I know is I'm, well, thank God I have Verizon because I get a year free. Or I would have Join us. Yet. One of us. Yes. I, One we, of us. I have gone to the dark side. Well, actually, my lovely wife. The action's over here tonight, joining us. Um, all I heard was Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus! <laughs> but the best part was her coming home from work on Monday and me going, did you hear technical difficulties? They pushed it off a month. <laughs> <laughs> the papers were filed at the courtroom the next day. But, did, did, well, but, to say but so. the puppy, dog, kitty eyes of... Got a oh rib on God, you? Oh, <laughs> That was that was payment for for everything. For There's no longer yeah. candy. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. No, remember like, you a woman you never forget. I Jesus. Have, uh, every spare moment of my day has been watching Disney Plus. Like you this. have no job now. <laughs> I have a job. I just quit one of my jobs. I still work. I gotta pay the bills somehow. <laughs> so you can watch Disney Plus. Anyway, <laughs> pop culture, the big news this week is Disney Plus. For those who don't have it, you should get it. it what was the first a, thing you watched on Disney Plus? We actually watched Mandalorian. Okay, okay. Which was Okay, first thing after Mandalorian, because oh my god. Steamboat first. Willie. Wow. I had to go and we both agreed we had to go, you know, classic, old okay. school. And I, I forgot how bad Steamboat Willie oh, was. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. I, I actually it was good, but it was like He's a badass, right? <laughs> or I'm sorry, Steamboat Willie or Mortimer. I, I actually watched um I actually watched one of my favorite movies as a child growing up and realizing how bad the acting is today. And that was uh, Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I thought you were gonna oh. say like uh, right? Mary Poppins. I thought right? you were gonna say one of the first three Star Wars movies. No, 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 no. Twenty thousand leagues was No, I wanted to watch something I don't actually own anymore, something from like I, I actually I actually it was a trifecta. I, I watched uh, Flight of the Navigator. I watched The Black Cauldron. Oh, yes. And then I watched uh, Fuzzbucket. <laughs> Who remembers Fuzzbucket? <laughs> We're looking for a new co-host. Put an application. Ah! <laughs> Although I'm very sad. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have every <laughs> Disney movie ever made. I was very sad to see that I couldn't find Angels in the Outfield on there. I'm sure that'll be true. There's only, yeah. I can tell you this. There's probably only one movie that they won't put out for political Song reasons. of the they need Song of the South. Yeah. I, if there's no Uncle Remus, I'm not buying it. Yes, we saw that on your uh, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I did look for Song of the South. I actually own a DVD copy of that. I actually <laughs> looked long enough years ago for someone who's over here mm -hmm. for Song of the South, and I was able to find it overseas. Oh, yeah, no. The, wow. the, the, the DVD I have, is it's a bootleg I bought when I was in Iraq. <laughs> so I got to see that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Politically, what? What, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Japan. Or Japan. Mm -hmm. Matt, Disney Plus, your thoughts? 
I, I pre-ordered it. I've just been working in between doing this today and the run sheet and all that stuff. I haven't been able to watch it yet, but I'm watching Mandalorian as soon as I get home from the... We won't spoil it from you. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Absolutely. Disney Plus is a way... To, and we have people walking by the store. They looked at the same thing. Absolutely. Now, with Mandalorian, you've seen it. Yes. And I've seen it. And the family's seen it. You have not. It's being read by the It's about an hour. Yes. And then I expected text on your opinion of it. You will get one. Okay, good. I, I want to be cute. Put it in the group chat. Put it in the group I, I want to oh. hear your opinions. Uh, for me, for those who have, didn't see it, the, the end is amazing. amazing. Uh, my jaw just dropped. Yes. I, I will say one thing. Man, Mandalorian's finally, it, it, it actually uh, answered something long and hard that I've been wondering since I was a child, and that's how do you poop in space? <laughs> Go home. You have on, no that note, <laughs> that, yeah, now, on that note, the vac tube is canon. Folks, the vacuum is canon. Well, all I know is Disney Plus was playing at my house all hours of the night, and I woke up 1.32 in the morning, I might be exaggerating, to hearing Jar Jar Binks in my bedroom. <laughs> I am going to have nightmares. nightmares. Yes, nightmares forever. I fell asleep watching The Great Mouse Detective last night. <laughs> I mean, Sandlot's on there. I mean, oh, yeah. every Marvel. Um, not every Marvel. Not every Marvel. But I, I heard Infinity War is not on there. Uh, two, the two oh. Spider-Man. Um, that is a Fox thing. They're still that's a Fox to, thing. To, to yeah. um, I, I, I don't think any movie that Spider-Man's in, except for Endgame. Yeah, because they're still working. Civil War's on there? Civil War. So, but Civil War is on there. That's not a Spider-Man. Um, He's in this, the movie. Yeah, I think I think there was another one that was like a weird omission. It was like uh, another one of Marvel movies. Cause, uh, Infinity War was the one that struck me. It was like, why are you going to have Endgame without Infinity War? Or maybe we just, with as much content as in there, we just miss it. <laughs> Screw that, there's so many movies on there. It takes forever to even. Is Black like, Panther on there? I think Black Panther might have one of the is it, that's not on there? That's not. Yeah, Black Panther was the one that I was like, I was surprised they omitted. Probably because it's still on Netflix, actually. Jordan Black Miles, did you hear that? Oh, oh <laughs> man! Black you Panther. get the bell for that one. Black, Black Panther is not on Disney Plus. Oh, for the culture. Hi. Yes. Now it's Vince and the Mouse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up here for the evening. All right. uh, <laughs> Matt, go ahead. Final catch, thoughts? Catch our live audio. Uh, probably tomorrow I'll have it uploaded on all of the streaming sites. Because you have a job. I'll do it on my lunch break. Okay. <laughs> Johnny, your One applications I are being placed where? Uh, I have a job. I'm not going to tell you where my new applications are being placed. Um, Cheetahs. <laughs> I actually applied there and got denied. You know, I'm telling the cops. I used to work at Little Darlings as a DJ. <laughs> I had bad dreams right now, Jar Jar. Between Jar Jar Binks or this, what is it? mix up. You know what? Y'all are making fun of me. I'm going to go home and watch The Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're being told to get the you know what out of here. So, Johnny, finish up. That's just it. I'm going to go home and watch The Rocketeer. Okay, so you're going to watch Disney Plus, and I'm just going to wrap it up with what they said in Saturday Night Live. Catch us next week, 7 p.m., here at Power Play Sports Collectibles, and we are out of here. I like that. I timed it. I just realized how I'm going to go.